Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Core Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, with my co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you doing today, man? Good, dude. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm excited to record this. It's going to be really fun, this being our second full episode. Uh, this is about to be about a day to remember, and I'm really excited to talk about a specific band and seeing how this goes so we can do future episodes like this. So it's, I think it's very exciting. And yeah, I, I think it's cool to like, celebrate a band's uh history or someone who may not like him and speaking of that we have brian from another vinyl page here you guys might know him might, might oh, excuse me might know him from the it just works podcast brian how you doing today man i'm great i'm glad to be on the show i was gonna say finally but it's the second episode so i'm glad <laughs> to be here to you guys about music well, and everything in that world for us yeah i guess finally still counts though because you know we've been talking about this for like a month and a half, a couple months. Yeah. Definitely have talked about the idea of doing a music podcast for like a year and a half now. So uh no, it's it's definitely still counts, you know, it's definitely a finally moment for you. Um it's funny you say that though, we're talking about like finally and and you know how long we've been talking about the podcast, but for people it's only episode two. I uh was going through like my voice memos because I used to like record playing guitar in there and stuff. So I wanted to like listen to some stuff I had. And I actually found because uh, I obviously wanted to do podcasting for a while. Uh, it's just always an idea that me, Eric, and our brother Chris kind of like threw around just in general with our conversations. And I found in 20, at the end, towards the end of 2018, a 20 minute video of me driving around in my old company's van uh, called the Side Nine Podcast. So I thought that shit was funny. So it's crazy, man. You know, finally nice. doing podcasting. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So today we're here to talk about a day to remember, but before we jump into that, uh, everybody who's new that comes on the show, we'll talk about a few things. So we will get into that in a bit, but I wanted to start with your guys' favorite song or record that you're listening to right now. So uh, it could be something that came out a long time ago, or it could be a fresh single or record. So Eric, what is something that's current or just something that's really probably getting the repeat? Well, I've been on... um... I've been listening to this one song just because it's a single right now from Mood Ring. It's called Disintegrate. Um, it's very, they're from Australia. They're on uh, Unified and or UNFD records. Mm-hmm. Um, but the song, this song in particular is kind of like almost really reminds me of Deftones, kind of their tone, kind of, um, or like Loathe maybe, um, kind of one of the newer bands. That that's kind of one song I've been jamming. As far as records uh, or new releases, I've been listening to Kublacon Tech TX. I guess um, their their new EP called "Lowest Lowest Form of Animal." Uh, been heavily into that one, and then a couple you know other song singles and stuff. And then I just wanted to uh, highlight and say that uh, I'm glad Stick Your Guns finally decided to put their record out since it's been they've had it for a couple of years now. Due to COVID, they didn't want to put out, so they haven't put the whole thing out, but they did put that new song out, Weapon, and I know you loved it, so. Yeah, it's just so, such a good song, clearly. Uh, I did think it was interesting, though, because I looked at it, uh, I think it was yesterday when I was driving home, and I played Weapon and uh, more than uh, more of us than them, uh, the, the Diamond logo's back. Yeah, I did. I w- that was interesting to me, too, because they, they were on one with, you know, switching them up every time, and then uh, I don't think True View really had anything in particular and i just thought 
it was kind of weird that they kind of went back, but I mean, whatever. Well, maybe they want this record to be like their diamond record again, since diamond was the one that literally took them to a whole way broader audience across the entire world in terms of their fan base. Yeah. Cause that maybe. was the, the album that really blew them up. I mean, we still believe went pretty mainstream for what this band was before then. Um, I would say like the single that really caught my interest, uh, literally just came out today, uh, Spaceman featuring Finch uh, from Electric Callboy, who used to be Eskimo Callboy. Um, the single is pretty dope. Uh, the Finch parts kind of whatever, just because I don't speak German. He's a German artist. Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. I just like kind of feel like it throws it off a little bit. But like the rest of the music and the vocals are phenomenal. These dudes really are talented. And I, I just like the attack attack like party vibe that they're bringing with this you know the core but you know they call it crab core back in the day but i just like the enthusiasm in their music and the effort that they put into every single they release i mean these guys are just making bangers after bangers uh i just like that they're having fun with it uh i just feel like you could throw this song on at like a party and most people would probably actually enjoy it for the most part and i kind of i don't know i like that stuff and then uh and it's an album coming out but i i cannot believe i listen to the singles as much as i do i don't remember if i talked about it for uh episode one but thornhill it, i just can't stop listening to their singles it's, it's stupid how much i keep playing hollywood there's just something about the song that i love i i love their new sound a lot uh i think thornhill if you haven't checked them out yet please go check them out but they have uh, Archangel and Casanova and Hollywood out as of this recording for their album Heroin. And I, I think these guys are killing it right now. Um, and that's, that's pretty much the record I keep playing. Um, Bad Omens is great. Uh, Bad Omens, The Death of Peace of Mind. That's um, a really good record. Yeah, it's pretty good, man. Uh, their vocalist is extremely talented, I, I would say. Definitely the standout for that band. And that's uh, that's about it for me. You know, I... I don't listen to a ton of new bands these days so unfortunately i probably will be a, lo- a little symmetrical in my my uh choices as we continue the podcast but brian what is what has been on your radar lately i have a few albums that i've been listening to this week uh like i brought it before the show pup came out with a new album the unraveling of pup the band which is like a punk rock band and i really like their last album they put out morbid stuff this one's growing on me it's taking a little bit more time to digest but it's good so far and then lights which is a pop singer had a new album that came out that's really good that's pretty good and then i was hearing a lot of good things about the red hot chili peppers new album and i kind of gave it a chance and i was not digging it no i I, I wasn't i wasn't doing it and i was hearing good things too but nah, that wasn't for me i heard bad things really i I was hearing good things i was so surprised i was like dang maybe i'll like this one but the one song well yeah they're 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 so the fucking same after all of these years, like, I don't think they're like not good musicians. I just like, I don't know, man. I think they're kind of overhyped a little bit. I don't know their lineup exactly, but I thought I remembered hearing something about this album, like a good chunk of the lineup came back. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a chance. And I have, I haven't even finished it. I don't know. Well, if they, back to it. yeah, they had a couple, one or two releases without John Frashanti, who's the, who was yes. the, yeah. the guitarist for like uh californication and i'm not sure when he left to be honest with you um, yeah i i am gonna sit at least give that this. i'm gonna at least sit through that one full time the whole album and see how i feel about it 
Well, Black Summer was really good, the first song off of there. And then yeah, yeah, I kind of just could not get into the rest. Poster Child, I did not like. Yeah. That was one of their other singles that they put out. And I, that was as, kind of as far as I got. I yeah, tried I listening to the album. first. Yeah. And then yeah, uh, sure. Animals as Leaders' new album came out. That one's pretty good, but I haven't finished yet. Um, they're an instrumental band, just heavy. I like them. I've followed them since pretty early on. I don't know if you guys ever listened to them. We're going to see them, actually, at Swanfest. Yeah, we are. Um, yeah. I've listened to them before, but they don't really do anything for me. I just don't. Yeah, for some reason, instrumental is just not my thing. I was going to say, know. Eric definitely doesn't care for instrumentals, though. I used to like some instrumental bands. I used to listen to like a few here and there. I can't remember a lot of their names off the top of my head. But then I remember seeing Animals as Leaders actually live, and I had already liked them, but damn, instrumental bands, hot take, instrumental bands are like so boring live. I think Chon is another one. Chon, I know you've heard of Chon, Eric. Yeah. That was another one I saw live, and they were just so boring live. I was just like, it was like watching paint dry. Yeah. That's so mean because they're well, talented individuals. They're super talented. Oh, well, yeah, that's the thing. And I think that's um, part of the problem is they're so talented and their music's very good, but it's so technical and stuff. Because I remember um, Scale the Summit. Mm-hmm. They had some really good songs, but like again, instrumental. So it just gets old. I don't know why. It's kind of yeah. stupid to say that because, seen because it live, the music's just, good. Seen um, it live, it just gets super old for me. After like I see one song, it's like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. Bring out the vocalist, but um, to each their own. Some people like that kind of stuff. And then the last song, single that I listened to this week was from one of my favorite bands, Clutch put out a single. Oh. It's a really short and sweet one. It's only a little over two minutes. It's called Red Alert Boss Metal Zone, and it's it's cool. I'm excited to see how the album goes. They kind of always have their sound in check. They're good, so I'm excited for that. Nice. Yeah, that's my. I didn't know they came. Or they put anything out? Yeah, a few days ago. Sweet. So, um, what are some new vinyls or new new upcoming? albums that you guys have on your radar as well before we jump into brian's first concert and top five albums well brian and i got uh very excited somehow we both missed it but and then somehow i found it oh no i know how i found it so stick your guns came out yesterday and put their their vinyl release out and then as i was uh, texting everybody but especially brian um he told me that there's a different variant on newberry records so i go over to newberry records and one of the records that him and he and I have been waiting on uh, actually got pre- uh, put out for pre-order, which is from Autumn to Ashes, uh, Abandon Your Friends. And that was the last one uh, that we actually needed because we had been uh, ordering their other stuff and all that. So those two records I I pre-ordered. I'm not sure if Brian got Stick to Your Guns, but I did get both of those. Nice. I haven't got... I haven't got to stick to your guns yet. I wanted to look at all the different variants. I'm sure the first one you sent me, I think it was only out of 250 or 300. I'm sure that one's gone already. Yeah, probably. Oh, I need to look around and see what cool variants are out there. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, Brian, what was the first, what was the first concert that you attended? And could you explain to us? I'm was, sure was there like was that? a few I went to before this, but the first one that really like stuck into like my, my mind and like made me fall in love with concerts was um it was Silverstein from Autumn to Ashes. There was some other band after them, and then Dance Gavin Dance, like on one of their like really early tours after their first album. And it was funny because the group I was with, 
we kind of laughed at how bad dance gavin dance was we hated them like we're like what the fuck this sucks and then like i think it was two weeks later my friend hit me up and he's like hey like listen to their album it's really good and i'm like okay and then i kind of fell in love with them after that but that show like stuck out to me because that was one of the first like heavy shows i went to and it was just such a blast seeing it all and from modern to ashes absolutely killed it i I'm indifferent on Silverstein. I mean, they're cool. I respect them, but I haven't listened to much of them. And yeah, they weren't my favorite live. But yeah, that was my first show. And I think I still have my ticket. It was back in 2007. So it's been a while. Thanks. Nice. Um, <laughs> top five records. Oh, that's a tangent. That's a, I'll try to be quick on each one of them, but. No, you're good. That's what we want to know with anybody new that comes on. We want to be able to ask those questions. And I know you kind of already discussed the top fives with us. I'm not sure if anything changed. I think my number one is I have my number one for sure. But as far as the other ones, they're not really like numbered. They're just mm-hmm. like the other five uh, between the buried and me. Parallax two is just like an inc- incredible progressive metal album. It was really tough to pick three albums from them. I love colors one and two. But Parallax 2 is just this weird space story of these two astronauts, and it just goes all over the place, and it has a lot of, like, technical and weird stuff in it and weird instrumentation. It's just, it's a strange and long album, and that was one of my, like, white whales to get the box set of it a couple years back, and I got that, so I was stoked about that. That's one of my favorites. The Black Queen Fever Daydream is one of my favorites. I didn't think I was going to like them as much as I did because that kind of music wasn't ever really in my radar. Like synth kind of music was never in my radar. And I think actually Eric played it in the car one day. And I like, I knew that Greg had a band like another band. Then he was going to continue that band after Dillinger, but I never really bothered because I didn't think synth was my type of shit. And Eric played the song in the car and I was like, I like this. So I like, looked them up afterwards and I just like fell in love with them and it opened up all these other bands for me like Drab Majesty and there's a bunch of other bands that I like found from them and I just I adore that album that's probably one of my most listened to records on my turntable I think well I think it was a big departure since you're such a huge you know Dillinger fan I think in general like I used to listen to like mainly a lot of heavy stuff and the Black Queen like helped me open the I listened to like pop music now i listen to like all kinds of different stuff now like mm-hmm. my music taste is open so much and i'm not necessarily saying it was because of that album but it probably helped a little bit <laughs> yeah nice and then um clutch blast tyrant i think it's just like perfect groove rock metal album or not metal hard rock album that's like the go-to if you want to show somebody this band you show them that album that first song, Mercury, as soon as like it starts that groove in and then it gets to the first line of the song, man, I I love that album so much. And weirdly, it's not my favorite Clutch album, but I think it's their best. I think that's them being them and doing their thing. And I think that album got a little bit of notoriety. I think there was a song that was in Walking Dead that like got kind of popular for a little while. But damn, like that's just a sensational album to me. Next one is Dillinger Escape Plan, Miss Machine, which was for a while one of my least favorite Dillinger albums. And I think last year, the year before, it kind of hit me. And I'm like, damn, this album, it opens up with Panasonic Youth. It's just fucking chaos. It's one of the like 
my personal like heaviest first minute to an album it's just chaos and this album has some of my favorite tracks they've ever made it has i discovered them from setting fire to sleeping giants but i love baby's first coffin i love unretrofied highway robbery it just has a lot of like technical like math core like i mean they're one of the like really big math core bands there's a few like a bunch of other ones out there but I wouldn't say this is an album to show somebody to get them into it at all, but it's an album that means a lot to me. And then last one, my number one of all time is Crack the Sky by Mastodon. Um, I remember everywhere, like exactly in my life, like where I was when this album came out. I bought it the day it came out. I think they dropped it on MySpace like a week before and I listened to it so friggin' much. I listened to it over and over and over. It's a concept album that's really, really weird. It's progressive metal. It has this really strange story about a little boy um, experimenting with astral projection and then he gets lost and blah 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 it's a really 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 strange story and then the title is also an homage to the drummer's sister who committed suicide when he was a kid and it gets me into a lot of heavy elements a lot of the lyrical parts of this album are really like deep and on the title track crack the sky it has a few lines in there that just like fuck they i hate like it's been over 10 years i think it's like close to 15 years and there's lines in that song that i hear and it just fucking like hits me still and um yeah that's one of those albums like if i listen to that album i have to listen like the whole thing i can't put that thing on shuffle it's just like a start to finish like journey for me there's yeah i i could talk about that album for a long time but without a doubt crack the sky by mastodon's my favorite Nice. nice. Yeah, well, Oblivion and Divina- Divinations, I mean, those two songs right off the bat are very, very good. Yeah, I go all I go all over the place with which are my favorite tracks, but I think that title track is just with Scott Kelly from Neurosis in it. Hmm. So. Nice. That's nice. awesome, man. Um, yeah, you know, there there is bands that definitely kind of help you get out of your zone, I would say, like I mean, I'm still pretty bad, but I used to listen to like nothing but metalcore and post-hardcore. And now I listen to like the Rocket League soundtrack, a ton of video game soundtracks, um, house music, fucking, you know, 100th, who used to be a hardcore band, changed their sound and their sounds basically like shoegazy, like alternative music now. And it's like damn near flawless, in my opinion. Like, I just think they're such a good band and definitely makes you kind of branch out and check other bands so it's uh it is cool to like you know listen to something and then really keep going down that path um you know i think uh i think it's funny because like i've never given a rat's ass about dillinger and then black queen came out and then eric played uh ice to never of course in the car great song and there's something about bands when it comes to like the synth stuff going for the 80s sound that really reels you in so i think that's why you yeah. like black queen because it sounds old school it doesn't sound like all the new all the new shit which a lot of the stuff currently in like 2022 and like you know it came out during you know covid and all that like there's, there's some good artists out there but i just feel like a lot of people for a while were just doing nothing but um um you know what's skrillex all that shit um dubstep dubstep and all that and oh, it just yeah. sounds like autobots fucking each other and shit um just 
it's not that it's bad music. I just I just couldn't get into it. So when it comes to like synth and stuff, I'm like, all right, I can get down with this. So there is a lot to it. Um, you know, I think Rocket League is pretty good about that for the most part, you know, and a lot, a lot a lot of the artists they have on there are really talented. So it is cool to like branch out to a different genre instead of listening to the same stuff all the time. But we are here to talk about a day to remember on this episode. And um, we will start off with like their, their best album between the three of us, you know, if there is one for you, Brian, um, and then their worst album. So I will go first on this because I don't want to forget it, but uh, you made a point that like, was it clutch that you said, like, you know what their best record is, but your favorite's a different record or was oh, that? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Oh, well, a day to remember is actually the same for me. Like, my favorite record is for those who have heart, but I think just like last week or last episode, I talked about Thrice's Vahisu and how it's like the best of all that band had created so far, you know, in terms of their sound. Uh, I think Homesick from A Day to Remember is actually like their best sound, their best writing, like across the board. I played it today from start to finish, and it's probably been the first time I've done that in years. And I was like, dude, this fucking album's insane. And I am a little spoiled and biased because when i was seeing them live they were playing this and for those who have heart and then obviously 1958 like i saw those bands or i'm sorry i saw those songs not like all the new shit that they got so um i just think homesick is a really good album you know you got have faith in me and if it means a lot to you so you got those cool like slow songs and then got the really poppy songs of like new jersey legion iced tea and and then you got the heavy songs mr highways thinking about the end you already know who you are and then you got the really fun songs like i'm made of wax larry what are you made of there's just the, so many solid songs on that record i i would definitely say that's their best record from start to finish like the, i don't think there is a bad song on it um but my personal favorite would be for those who have heart but uh eric what are your thoughts on the data remembers best album i keep wanting to say adtr but i'm not trying to abbreviate it it was real hard to to kind of come up with what's their to me like what's their best one um i think that i'm just gonna i have to go with uh for those who have heart for a couple reasons one because um that's where i found them believe that's pretty much where i found them and then i kind of went backwards over to um well, they, re- they re-released. And, yeah, they re-released record. that. So um, it's kind of weird because, I, like you said, I think Homesick is probably where they hit their stride, right, with everything. You know, they, they kept all the elements of the hardcore stuff that they did with the pop punk stuff. Um, they had fun with it, like you said. Uh, I think that there was a couple things in, for those who have heart, that uh, I don't know if maybe it was recording or the mixing or something like that, but you know, um, for those who have heart seems to me, you know, as we've been talking about, I've been listening to them. I think that they're pretty close to like the same level of heavy, if you will. But I think the songwriting is better in homesick, but I personally think that their best one is for those of heart only because like you said, I'm kind of biased with that one. That, that was the, where I found them. And that was the one that I kind of, um, grew up with them, I guess, if you will on, that's where I started with them. So, um, I think that's the one I got to pick, you know, I think that common courtesy 
is has some really good songs on it but the downside is is like there's a couple songs there's like 60 40 or maybe 75 25 where there's just like 25 percent of the songs are just shit like i just don't like them they're too poppy or this or that you know which moving forward after homesick is kind of what they they started doing or at least i felt like they'd have some really heavy songs and then they'd have some really poppy or like Like over the top over the top shit songs and um so anything after homesick pretty much has a percentage of shit i like i mean so if you look at my iphone there's songs missing from each of those albums after homesick so if that tells you anything but yeah i mean so i think my favorite one for sure is for those who have heart before uh before brian talks about what potentially could have been like the only album he can probably you know muster up from them uh i think the other thing is too is like what separates me from you actually isn't that bad i also started that one today from start to finish the problem with like what separates me from you is the production on it is horrible the the guitars sound so chunky and basic and generic it's fucking unreal dude like if you listen to the breakdown in second sucks it is so goddamn boring it's unreal like i I cannot believe how bad the guitars are for that album i don't know what they were thinking um but basically go listen to you already know who you are and then go listen to second sucks or sticks and bricks i mean just the guitars are just i don't know if it's like the distortion they're using or the tuning you know it's definitely i don't think it's the tuning necessarily but there's just something about the guitars on that album. It, it's it's fucking abysmal. I cannot. It's such a step back, which sucks because that record actually has a lot of good songs on it too. Um, has a couple ones that suck, but uh, we'll get into the the songs that are or the the not so good stuff about them in a little bit. But Brian, uh, I guess you don't like this band. You can go on and a little bit on why you don't like them. But is there an album that if you had to listen to it, like this would probably be like the one that you like or is it like clutch like you know this is their best work but you're still not a f- huge fan of the band i mean i could say that homesick is probably their best but do i enjoy it like no i just never have i've just i just never really enjoyed this band much at all like it always seemed kind of generic and i think a lot of bands that fuse weird genres together like pop punk and hardcore for me it's just it's hard for me that to land for me and it's Another hot take. I know it's off off subject. Uh, I don't like Lincoln Park either. I never have, ever. And I'll, that's off topic. But that's another band that's like kind of clashing two different genres. And um, I don't know something always about it was just really generic and boring. And then I was just surrounded by it so much in high school. Every person wouldn't shut the hell up about this band, and they had these cringy, cringy shirts. I don't know if you remember those. Yeah. Mid two thousands. Everybody band shirts. Yeah. Yeah, those were terrible. Look some of those up. But yeah, that has nothing to do with the music. But I don't know, man. The shirts I, I can't pretty sick. say there's multiple things that I just don't like. It's just it just was never for me. And I, there was nothing that stuck out to me as I like this. I like this. It always kind of felt generic and forced. And I used to be really over the top negative, like, oh, I hate them. Oh, I hate now. It's like I've grown up and it's like, oh, you like them? Cool. Like, I don't. But yeah, I mean, it's just not something that's for me. And I mean, like I said, I could respect Homesick maybe, but oh, and actually, no, I'm going to take that back. Your Welcome's their best album. <laughs> that's a joke. That was a joke. I, I thought that was hilarious when they put their album on hold for like a year and they said it was because of the artwork and then they showed the artwork. I was like, oof. 
And then they named the album You're Welcome. I was like, oof. Yeah, they um they really fucked up. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like that album, huh? Right. Oh, it's easily their worst album. That's what I figured. Um but when it comes to like your distaste for the band, it, it really feels like you have the same symptoms I do when it comes to like Slipknot or Dance Gavin Dance or like Metallica, yeah. like everyone wouldn't shut the fuck up about them. They're the best. They're this and this and this. And, you know, to a degree, they probably are, you know, uh, in their field, obviously Metallica and Slipknot, but like Dance Gavin Dance, they blend so much shit together and you listen to them like a freak. So that's yes, kind of I, weird. I can understand that argument because in that aspect, they, yeah, I don't know they why. Do it, maybe it's maybe, maybe just it's because, as much as a day to remember. Maybe it's because I got into them so early and they've, they've just kind of always been around. Maybe that's why. Um, I don't know what it is, but yeah, a day to remember was just never for me. Like, and it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's fine. Um, that's why it's like cool to have you on the show. Cause it's like, Oh, well someone doesn't like them as much as we do or not that we lo- like love them anymore. Uh, I definitely don't like I used to, but I just think that they're uh, a really solid band for what they are and um you know it's funny before we get into the worst album i have like this whole thing in my head and i was thinking about it when i was working out today that i wanted to share with you guys so i also think like it sucks that when they went on jimmy kimmel live because they were like the to me for me they were like the first band that like i followed uh religiously and to see them go to such a mainstream outlet like that to be able to play live um the fact that they played um they played all I want and then they played, I think it's like better, better, uh, better off this way. Yeah. Better off this way was a song they played off camera. So like they play one song live and then obviously for the audience in the studio, they played a second song. And I just like, I just thought to myself, like all I want makes sense. That song blew up like crazy because the music video had like everybody in it. Um, I just kind of wish like, like, I don't know if it's like a management thing or like victory records, but I think it really sucks that like they didn't play like second sucks or something like a song that's heavy, man. So we can like get this, this industry into the mainstream sphere. I'm not saying everyone who's in this music business wants to be mainstream, but like, you know, it just, I feel like that happened around the time where this is a weird tangent, but when um, the guitarist from Oh sleeper was like talking about how much he earns, um playing shows and it was like literally like technically like 13 dollars an hour or something and it's just like it really sucked to like see all that happening and it's probably still happening for these bands today um just like how much they make and it's like i'm gonna come to a conclusion here but i just feel like a data remember had a chance to really put like unclean vocals on the map for a the general audience right not a niche audience and uh, i always thought it sucked that they didn't so that always kind of pissed me off I think that's another reason why I don't like what separates me from you as an album. Cause I'm like, why would you waste your opportunity for that? But when you saw them on Jimmy Kimmel, what album were they touring for? What separates me from you? Oh, wow. So that was their, wow. Yeah. I would have thought they would have played something heavy. I thought it was maybe during common courtesy or something. No, I mean, all I want made sense no matter what, but I was yeah. like still thinking like, damn, like you still could have played like something super fucking heavy. Just make their ears bleed, you know, like just play something. But, um, uh, I don't know, it's just a weird tangent. I don't remember how it started. <laughs> Every time I've gone to a Jimmy Kimmel show, it's always the band plays their most radio-friendly song, and then they'll do a couple songs afterwards that like the fans want to see here. Yeah, like I, you were there for the Deftones one, right? 
yeah, we, yeah. we all went to that yeah, yeah the deftones one they did that too which is fine um they're a different band though um yeah i don't know i just feel like that was a missed opportunity because that kind of always frustrated me with a band i don't know like if that makes sense to you guys they've, but... they've had some heavy metal acts on mainstream tv but i understand what you're saying it's not nearly as much as it should be yeah i just think it's like because i was like in high school or you know right after high school i had like such a sense of pride for like the music we listened to because you know back in the day we we're going to concerts constantly just the amount of concerts we went to were fucking stupid and i just really wanted to like see these guys blow up so like you know because people still say it till this day like the music we listen to is like the devil's music or just like crazy music or like you must be a lunatic if you listen to this and i'm like damn like i wish some people could like understand how badass this music can be whether it pumps you up or like the lyrics just hit you in the right spot or maybe just the music uh, musicianship itself you know with the instruments so like i guess that's why i felt that way back then but i wanted to share that because it, it just is something that popped up in my head when i was playing what separates me from you and i was like you bastards I also think Second Sucks is a dope song, just not the guitar work. Um, thing I, sorry to... No, go ahead. Go ahead. There's a, I mean, there are music videos I really thought were really cringy growing up, too. I I think I pulled one up the other day to... I haven't watched it. The Second Sucks music video, I haven't watched that since, like, I was younger. And I wanted to, like, listen to them a little bit more and try to get them in my head so I can talk about it today. Um, yeah, those music videos were so bad. Like, oh, my God. Even some of them, even, though, I think they were purposely going for the cringe. I watched at least two. It was Second Sucks, which is the video game one, right? Yeah, it's like making. And then there was like another one. Combat. God, I wish I could remember. Uh, oh well, don't matter. What were you say, Eric? I don't remember. No, I just oh. don't remember them. The music videos being that bad. Well, I'm or made of any... wax, Larry. What are you made of? It's like they're playing softball and stuff. And then Dave or uh, Mike Heronica comes out, does his part. And then uh-huh. second sucks is like they're doing Mortal Kombat because at the beginning the guy says fight. Right. Um, I remember that a little bit. Yeah. And then all I want was fine. It was a normal video. Since you've been gone, downfall of us all. It might have been downfall of us all, but I have to remember. But that was like, that well, one. yeah, that was like they're skating. And then yes. but that was like the scene, though, you know, like that. I mean, that's just what it was back then. I'm just obviously I'm going to be overcritical because I don't like them, obviously, you know, which is fine. I, I can't yeah. help that. Mm hmm. <laughs> Um, so let's move on to worst album. Um, I really fucking hate your welcome. I, I think it's such a shit album. I, I cannot believe. I mean, I, I get it. You don't want to make the same music and fans don't want to hear you make the same album every time. You know, I'm talking to you fucking Amity Affliction and Fit for a King. Um, but <laughs> probably Wage War too a little bit. Um, Wage War know, went hard on their newest one, dude. Is that the uh, one with the diamond on it? I wasn't a fan of that one. No, the one after that. There was oh, one after man. that. I need to download it. I think I skipped it. So yeah, I'll have to check it out. Um, you know, I get it. You don't want to make the same music. You want to do something that, you know, is fun for you. And it's their music. They can do whatever they want. But I'm like, man, this album fucking sucks. And then, like you said, Brian, like they were being serious. Like, oh, we need to finish the album art. And like, that's what you fucking came up with. And then you're you're welcome. And the, yeah, uh, they had like, the nerve to call the album you're welcome after. No, come on, man. Yeah, I think that that was something too that kind of was irritating. Um, I think Brian, while well, you both brought it up, the fact that they, it just felt like they took so much, so much time for that one. I mean, I know that it was, it was like five years, but, um, you know, they put out a couple good songs. Yeah, Mind Reader was fine. 
Mind Reader was fine. Resentment was cool. Resentment's good. Brimwall's cool, but the last 40 seconds are the same fucking strumming on the guitar, and I don't know why they did that for 40 seconds. That definitely got me. Yeah, I think we even talked about that, right? You know where I I drew the line real quick? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Degenerates is fine, but I think where I drew the line, I apologize for cutting you off. Uh, Viva La Mexico. Mm-hmm. I was like, one. get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, yeah, but dude, this is the same thing we talked about last week with Brandon or whenever we did it. Like, Dance Kevin Dance Afterburner. The third song's whatever it's called. Oh, what's it called, Brian? Calamentio. Calamentio Global. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Horrible I song. hate that song. Now, so the only good thing about that is DGD uh, Tillian decided to actually sing in Spanish. I don't think that Viva La Mexico, I'm actually positive he did not even attempt it, nor was the song probably written like that but yeah um i think that your welcome was lackluster and that out of all of them i think yeah i have to choose that one as the my quote-unquote worst record that they put out only because of you know um the title which is irritating um the time that it took and then the couple of songs i mean out of 14 songs i've got nine out uh, nine of them on my phone you know so it's not like i did i didn't hate it completely i just don't think it's their best album at all it does have good songs in it um i don't know why I've, i just really love degenerates and resentment's very good and then last chance to dance is pretty good too well like i said mind reader is pretty damn solid too I yeah mind it's... reader's good um re-entry's okay they redid that one with mark hoppus yeah of, like a month or two ago um you know and their name was treason you know old record um but no those are good for what they are but i i don't still don't even think that those are their their worst records no no i'm um, just saying like i'm just talking about the records out loud common courtesy is very very decent i would say because they're um city of Ocala's sucks um, yeah they always life, have one shit song. life at 11 sucks i surrender sucks uh, good thing sucks. Leave all the lights on sucks. Same book with the never seen page sucks. Getting, I remember Common Courtesy getting a lot of hate when it came out, but it seems like people have softened up to that album. Don't get well, me dude, wrong, like you said, it's not their favorite, but I think people have softened up to that album a lot. That well, one has my best record. It's my favorite. I did remember song. Really? Mm. Was it Lessons Learned the Hindway? Life mm-hmm. Lessons? Is it End of Me? Is wow, it? Dude. Wow. I mean, it is a really good song. I think that that song just is a very good um, culmination of what they do. You know what I mean? Kind of yeah. in in the middle of everything. Not too much pop punk. Not not too much heavy. Um, I just that's one of my favorite songs. Plus the lyrics, I think, are really good. Yeah, the song's pretty deep. Uh, Bad vibrations is really good too. I forgot about bad bad vibrations. Wow. Last I didn't year, think that I actually liked that record that much, but since we've been talking about it, Ryan, and I knew we were going to do this. That one's really good. Yeah. I mean, again, I, there's songs on there that are shit. Uh, but for the most part, it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, almost all of it I can Actually, play from start to finish. Yeah. And I enjoy it. Like, Turn Off the Radio is cool. Don't, yeah. I don't like that song. Naivety is cool because it was in Forza. So, like, I really enjoyed just playing the game to that song. Um, Expose Bullfight. Dude. But yeah. That's the thing about a day to remember, though, that pisses me off. It's like they're fucking heavy songs where he screams. Jeremy screams are just like killer. He's got one of the best screams in the. I mean, he's got a good voice too, but his screams are just like fucking amazing. I think that's why like 
you know, being, you know, a younger listener, because these days I just, I don't care anymore. Cause like, you know, we get your welcome, but like Jeremy's just so good at screaming. I'm like, can we just like, just do screaming all the fucking time with a core clean vocal chorus? Like, I know it's kind of boring, but damn, they're just so good at it, man. They are so fucking good at creating these heavy songs. Um, it's a shame, but obviously you don't want your, you don't want to be the same thing every time. Um, Brian, do you have a worst record from them or is it, it, or is it your welcome? It has to be your welcome because I remember hearing like a lot of negative things about that album when it came out, like every post or new song they would release when that album came out. Like I would Uh read the comments and people would just be like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? So I was kind of excited to hear the album. I wanted to like see what people were going to say. And I listened to it and I, I think I only listened to it fully like twice, maybe. And I'm like, okay, I get why people were upset. I don't need to listen to this again. Yeah. 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 I mean, is there songs on your welcome that you guys genuinely like? Rick Wall was pretty bad. Yeah, I don't think Rick Wall's bad. I think I the outro is just like, I don't know what they were thinking. It's been a while since I listened. I, I bet the outro is pretty bad though. Yeah. It, it's just the same fucking strumming, you know? Um, I just, I don't, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. Yeah. But, it, it, like you said, it, it goes on for like 20, 20 or 30 seconds and it's the riff and the, the drums, they're not bad, mm-hmm. but they just continue. And then, nice. yeah, the song, I like the song, but yeah, the, the, the ending is definitely something that I've remembered. Um, but I think, uh, dude, you don't like degenerates on that one. It's all right. Or resentment. Resentment's good. Yeah. All right. Explain to me because I don't remember. Wasn't old record like a re-recording of some of their older songs or something? Well, yeah, it's like a. That's what I thought. Okay, okay. It's a complete re-recording of their original record, and their name was Treason. And then they did a sort of second re-recording of some of the songs from old record and all that, and then they put them on the old record. Is it good? Um. No. I mean. they have a really good couple songs on it, um, but I don't remember like going, oh, my God, I got to listen to this, you know, Heartless and um, You Should Have Killed Me When You Had the Chance. They're on. They're on for those who have heart. Well, 1958 is my favorite. 1958 is the best, but like that song you had me at Hello is pretty damn good. Yeah. Well, that was another thing I wanted to bring up since we're talking about this. And I think this might be more for Ryan just because he listens to their records. Um what do you think about all of their almost every record has all a soft song yeah almost every record has a soft song and a fast short song that's heavy yeah it's like for those who have heart has um well it has heartless but that's from and their name is monument the price well no the price we pay i guess is the soft i guess monument soft too but no the price we pay is definitely the one that you're referring to though and then why walk on waters their heavy song that's fast for that record you go to homesick, you got if it means a lot to you, and then you already know mm-hmm. who you are. And then you go to what separates me from you, and it's second sucks. And then I guess if I leave or out of time, they always kind of follow some type of path with that because life lessons learn the hard way is super fast. Mm-hmm. And that is such a goddamn good song. And then and I'm me- already gone. And well, I'm already gone is their soft one. Oh, number six, track six on Common Cursey. Are you saying soft like poppy or like? Your well, you know, either acoustic, acoustic or, one because then it'd well, be end of me. No, it's like acoustic almost. Hmm. 
I would have said end of me for that one, but I'm ready. Guns probably there too. Um, and then bad vibrations has a paranoia is like the fast one. And then forgive and forget. Yeah. Thank you. And then you're welcome sucks. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think like, honestly, a data member could release an EP. That's just their slow songs. You know, they wouldn't need to these days because of Spotify and Apple music and just all these streaming services. But back in the day, I could have seen them release an EP of like of all these songs together. Because uh, if it means a lot to you, is cool as shit. And it has a Sierra uh, Custerbeck from Versa Merge back in the day. And then mm-hmm. she's still around doing her own thing here and there. Um, she's just doing whatever she does. But uh, that single or that song went like platinum or something or gold or whatever. Because I remember I was following her on Instagram and like a year or two ago, like they uh, data member sent her the record, you know, because obviously she's a part of that song. And that was cool because when we saw them live, she was there to, you know, play her part, um, to sing her part live. So that was really cool. And then you had me at Hello is Insane. And then the price we pay just feels like a song that should be played at your fucking funeral. Um, And then End of Me is pretty damn deep, too. So that's why, like, this band deserves an episode, in my opinion, because not only are they... um, very mainstream though it brought a lot of people into this audience um you know into you know pop punk and post hardcore and all that maybe even metalcore you know they, you know people moved on but it definitely opened the way for a lot of people to listen to this type of music and that's the, that's like the cool thing about it i remember though that i will give them is like they have those heavy ass songs that really are solid have amazing breakdowns a shot in the dark has two breakdowns it's that's my personal favorite a data remember song. Um, th- and then they have their super poppy songs and you know, everywhere in between. So I definitely want to give them credit for that because I think that's awesome. And they've always kind of stayed that consistent path. So I think that's why it's also like really fun to talk about them. They always put on really good shows, you know, um, they're always going crazy, making sure that the audience is truly in invested in what they're doing. Um, downfall of us all was such an amazing intro song like everyone lost their shit too when they played it live so like that's really cool um i i love the band i just you know sometimes you kind of just grow out of them a little bit though and we are spoiled by a lot of newer bands these days that are i think more technical or just you know that i don't know fucking australia man um just those australian bands and then you got architects who kind of like really took over for me because they are more consistent with a sound that i'd like a band to have which is funny because i came across architects with their lost forever lost together i'm sorry um uh fucking wrong record jesus i gotta look it up oh the here and now you know that that record's like all over the place um they didn't really have like a consistent sound for that and it's a good record but then they so they kind of started off as like a light but also heavy band and then they just went straight into just fucking straight metal core. And so that was really cool. So I kind of just moved on to other bands. You know, you got North Lane, obviously kind of really taking, taking the mantle on being probably one of the best bands out there in the, in the scene. But uh, Eric, is there anything else you'd like to talk about with the day to remember? Well, no, I think you hit it uh, on the head with them. Um, they are the gateway band, one of the b- bigger gateway bands. So it's hard to really you know hate on them too much. And like I said, I don't really hate them or anything like that. I got, I listen to all the records. Um, I still think there's great songs on each one. Um, 
but there's always a couple just really craptastic ones that you know they, i don't know if they're testing testing the waters for some stuff or you know i was we we've always talked about it, like dude they could literally put out like a 10 song just heavy fucking record or like a double album where it's like pop songs and then or pop punk and then freaking heavy because they do it both so well i think um but uh you know i think that's that's kind of where i'm at with it I, I still like them um for the most part you know and i was reading some stuff you know i almost wonder if you're welcome actually took a while they blamed it on the artwork but you know i mean i i, I don't know how the artwork could be a problem but um their bassist is MIA. I remember seeing that in a video actually. And he, he actually killed somebody. I heard about that. Yeah. So I almost wonder if uh, that was <laughs> what, well, Legal there was two issues. things. There was two things. Um, there was some past sexual misconduct in 2020. And then in 2017, which was right after bad vibrations, um, because Bad Vibrations was released in 2016. In 2017, Josh Woodward was involved in a 2017 car crash where he unexpectedly crossed over three lanes on traffic, and he, did, he ended up killing a 24-year-old driver. Um, but it did not surface until, like, 2021. I guess they, somehow they kept it under, under the radar. But, you know, maybe that actually had more to do, of, more to do with the release, um, the longevity of the release of You're Welcome than even, like, COVID or or whatever, you know, and, and then, but if you look at it, like I said, 2017, he had, or no, um, I'm sorry. So 2017 was that. And then 2020 was a little bit of uh, sexual misconduct allegations. Uh, so there's a couple of things. I think that, that actually might've been more attributed to why the album took a little bit more time to uh, put out potentially if I had to guess, but I, I think I agree with Brian, like, you're welcome. Like, it's just so, like, on the nose, just, like, and kind of like a, almost kind of like a fuck you to a degree. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Pretty much. You know, I don't know. But, yeah, I think uh, they're, they're one of the best gateway bands. They're still doing what they need to do. I don't know what's going on with their bassist, but eh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of all over the place throughout his career with the band of, you know, having these kind of issues and shit, but I guess so. Pretty crazy, man. Pretty crazy. I mean, he, yeah. Oh yeah. I guess he hasn't posted it in a while. Yeah. Who knows? So, but Brian, just to clarify, so your biggest issue with them is just literally the convergence of, you know, the heavy with the, with the pop punk. Yeah, I just don't think it always works. I think there's very rare occurrences where like bands like that work, and mm. it just doesn't do it for me. I don't think Dance Gavin Dance didn't stop start being pop, and I don't think it really got poppy until Tilling, and I was kind of already in too deep at that point. Maybe that's why I enjoy it. You know, with Johnny, well, I don't Cutter, think that, it really wasn't poppy like at yeah, all. Yeah, but I don't think that they, dude. They, there's they, something does does it like they remember. There's still something about him loving Dance Kevin Dance so much, though. And I totally get that. I, I totally understand that argument. I think my brain's um, melting because Dance Kevin Dance is a weird. They're strange, like they're a weird band, and I totally understand why you don't like them, Ryan. I really do. But no, there's just it, nothing felt 
I had never felt there was anything to like be wowed about with a day to remember. I listened to it and I'm like, okay, cool. It just like, that's how always how it felt with me every time. And then growing up, I only actually listened to a couple songs here and there, but as I got older, I was like, okay, well I need to actually form an opinion. So I like listened to every album. So now I like, and it just, it wasn't for me, man. It's just always kind of felt generic to me. Gen- yeah. uh, Jeremy McKinnon's voice just got like kind of old to me after, I don't know. It's just me. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, no, it's fine. It's like, cause I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I fucking hate dance, Gavin dance. I could care less if they make another song, but I know so many people out there just love them to death. And, you know, I don't think like a day to remember something to freak out about unless it's like one of their heavy songs. Cause I do think they're solid, but I dance Gavin. I just, with DGD, uh, with DGD, I can understand a lot of people not liking like the Tilling era because it's such a, out of all the vocalists they had, I feel like that's the most drastic, like screaming and then like straight up pop vocals. I feel like Johnny Craig's voice really meshed with the band. And obviously I'm not trying to make you like them, but if there was any, I think him or even Kurt, like it just meshes better. I don't know, I don't know if you agree, <laughs> agree, Eric. I don't know. If I agree. agree. I agree. Tillings is extremely poppy and they they made the band even more pop, hardcore, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, I don't think they were really pop-infused before. If you listen to Happiness, that's a, like, fucking funk album. Yeah. <laughs> that's a straight-up, like, funk album. Yeah, I mean, you know, we don't know when precisely when we're going to be doing a Dance Gavin Dance episode, but we are going to do one, and I am going to obviously be there for that, so... I am going to challenge myself to literally start oh. from the beginning of the discography and to where they're at now. And I'm, I am looking forward to doing it. I just feel like I'm going to fucking hate it. Um, uh-huh. But I am going to do it because I think it is important. I don't think you, like you said, like, you know, you need to form a good opinion. So you listen to like a day to remember songs or maybe whoever else out there that you didn't care for. Like, I think you should go listen to major after this. Cause I think you're bad shit crazy, but I need to listen to dance Gavin dance. I've never given them a chance. I was telling Eric and Brandon on the last episode that whatever that robot stuff is or whatever, um, son of a robot. Yeah. Like I think that song's amazing. Um, so that record has a few hits in my opinion, but that's like one uh, of Eric's least favorites. (laughs) Listen uh, to anything but Tilling era, because I feel like genre wise, it's way different. Well, not way. It's, it's different. Yeah. Is there anything a data remember could do to win your heart back? Fuck, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm cool with the heaviness. I like the heaviness when they have songs. You guys said the new albums are kind of mixed bags. I'd, re- I'd rather it be like mainly heavy. Did you ever go see them live? No, I would not mind at least seeing them live once to just like have that opinion also, but I have never seen them live. Oh, I figured you would have been dragged to one of those shows. oh it's fine um i i for some reason i did think you guys did go to a data remember show i don't know why no never happened um i i I thought at some point i got close to going to self-help and i was like oh god no oh god no but Mm. i don't know that just might be something i remember yeah no it actually does sound pretty right yeah, Ryan, uh, Ryan, you can go form an opinion that Dance Gavin dances Swan Fest if you'd like. That lineup looks terrible. I think there's like two bands I'd like to see: Veil of Maya I, and then 
I remember the lineup being a lot better when it was first announced. And then obviously because of the pandemic, the lineups changed like three or four times. And I looked at the like now lineup and I'm like, damn. Okay. <laughs> okay. But Brian and I got tickets to see Stick Your Guns, Pennywise, and Rise Against the night before. So when we leave. Yeah. The, the night before? So we leave on Friday the 22nd uh-huh. to, to go up there. And uh, I noticed that there was a Bakersfield show. And I uh, so I asked him, I was like, oh, let's go to this. So we were going <laughs> to gonna go watch Stick Your Guns, Pennywise, and Rise Against. We're in Bakersfield and then drive another four hours up yeah. once we're done with that to go to Sacramento. It sounds terrible. Yeah. Great. It sounds like a lot of fun, but you're going to be fucking tired we're, of shit. We're going to go eat at the first Baker's drive through in Bakersfield, California. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much a day to remember. Um, it, it's kind of a tough one to talk about. I don't know why we made that the first band, to be honest, I guess. Because I get it over with. Yeah, I think so, right? Like I I do I do love the band, but I just think there's so many better bands out there these days. You know, well, now we don't out. have to do this one. What? I said now we don't have to do this one ever again. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Well, it is exciting to talk about them though cuz they do obviously have some really good songs here and there. No question about it. I think like you said, every record has its solid just really good songs and then just for some reason like you said, it's like they're testing the waters or they're just like, yeah, fuck it. Throw that out there, too. That's all we have left from our demos. Um, yeah, uh, that's all I got. That's all I really got for today, man. Um, does anyone else have anything to add to a day to remember before we kind of wrap this up? No, I think I'm good with the day to remember. I did want to say, like, I'm really sad that uh, Parkway Drive is not going to be out here. I saw that. That was pretty sad. Oh, uh, well, like I said, like I said to you, you know, after watching that documentary, I'm not really surprised. Uh, yeah, no. People yeah, were that saying that in the so comments. What was up with the documentary? They're definitely like on the verge of breaking up. That's what I thought. Mm, I don't know about all that, but they just don't have money. Uh, they're they're pouring so much money into the shows that they want to create for the audience. And like they want to put on the best show possible that they're not even making money off of the shows that they're playing. Even the the wagon one walking mm-hmm. wagon walking. Walking Glenn, I don't know. Christopher Walken. Boogity, 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 boys. Um, <laughs> any NASCAR fans out there? Tough crowd, brother. Tough crowd. Yeah, but they yeah, canceled but... their US tour and then they said, oh, we're still doing. So that's what's kind of tour. irritating for fans that already have their tickets. Like, so you're going to cancel this tour, but you're going to do the one at the end of the year. It sounds like you just don't want to go to North, North America. It, it kind of seemed that way, but I don't want to assume. But, well, in the documentary, well, I think it's money. I think it just costs a lot of money to, to put together the tour from there to here and do it here. Whereas, um, what's the other tour? Was it in Australia or Europe? It's in Europe, so it's probably like half probably the price cheaper, it is out yeah. here. Yeah, dude. I'm not saying Europe isn't expensive. I'm just saying like I could totally see that that they would probably still be it'd be financially feasible to at least do Europe. How I mean, it really sucks. Would you- how heartbroken would you guys be if they broke up? I wouldn't care. I would be. Really? I would be heartbroken. What, who are you saying really to? Well, both now because you both gave totally opposite opinions, which I did not expect. I just think like, because I, I went back and after watching the documentary and like really, you know, because I do love the band. I, I feel like I know the guys, you know, because of all the documentaries we've seen about them or just, you know, seeing them live so many times. Uh, I absolutely love the band. But honestly, like dark, 
or um atlas sucks ass i fucking hate that record um was that one with the weird red cover i think it's their no it's the one with the black what's their newest one called reverence reverence i hated that one i fucking hated that one i don't i mean i don't hate fucking uh, what's the one i just said i I was not into that one yeah alice is higher and then reverence i liked atlas Atlas I, is good, dude. I don't know. I like Atlas. It wasn't doing it for me. I was not into Reverence, though. Iyer is pretty eh as well. You know, I think the 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 Parkway Drive problem as a as a fan, um, when you make Killing with a Smile and then Horizons, it's like where do you really go from there? Um, I actually really enjoy Reverence, though. I had a lot of fun with Reverence. I I liked it. We're doing a Parkway mini episode for you guys right now. I know, yeah. dude. Right? Well, now we're we already. I don't know. We got through a day to remember so fast, and then it didn't even sound that exciting. So, it's, <laughs> so because like it's it's hard to talk about a day to remember in an exciting way because it's like yeah, like if you're listening to this and you went to their concerts, then you know why we like them because they put on really good shows. They were fun. It's hard to talk about a day to remember and make it entertaining because it's it's a day to remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't like them, so it's okay. I, I know. I'm just being an ass. It, it is really cool, though, to have someone on who doesn't like what we're talking about. I was worried about like how I would join in the conversation. I didn't want to be too drastic. <laughs> Actually, I'm not saying anyone, any one of us is doing bad, but I'd say you're probably doing the best at like talking about why you don't like them and all that. So, you know, as the two hosts here, I think you're doing fine. <laughs> Thanks, man. Because I don't know if it's because I'm tired because I've already yawned like five times, but Probably. I just I just feel like I sound so boring. <laughs> but um, no, how I you normally sound. Oh, oof. oh. Um, Parkway is dope, man. I, I would be sad if they broke up. But like, like I said, after watching that documentary and you see what these guys go through in their entire crew and like, obviously, this is what other bands go through. But Parkway, man, like Eric said, you know, first episode, they went to showcase. They went to all these places man these guys really really had it rough with their career i'm once again not saying anyone else hasn't but i mean i'd be really happy if they broke up because then they could just do their own thing like they're not not going to be friends it's just as a band maybe they're not going to create more music for now you know thrice took a break alexis on fire took a break and both of those bands came back really strong so you know i i think it you heard it here first ryan so that he would be happy if they broke up yeah, isn't that kind of weird to hear out loud though? Like, you know how many people get so upset when bands disband? Where is the documentary on? Because I want to watch it. Well, you have to use um, NordVPN. Um, not sponsored by them, but it, shout out to NordVPN if they want to sponsor the podcast. And then you can switch your IP address to Australia, go on Netflix, and type in Viva Lost Underdogs, and you can watch it for free. And use the code It Just Works Podcast while checking out at NordVPN to save you ten percent. Or Core Collective because this is that podcast, not the other one. <laughs> it's part of the It Just Works cult. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, I recommend that documentary. It's it's honestly fascinating, but I'm also really interested in that kind of stuff, like that kind of behind the scenes stuff. I love like, um, you know watching or listening to bands like talk about their writing process or just them as a group you know and what what they've been through um it's it's really remarkable but uh we were supposed to be talking about a day to remember um I thought we were done. 
we, I think we, we're done. we did our we said what we had to say about a data remember yeah i think we've said enough honestly like i think we've talked about them too much you know what's funny is like i i don't know if she's even gonna make it this far but i was talking to my friend about it and she's like oh yeah i love that band i'm like oh cool you should check out this episode you know we're gonna record it tonight so yeah sure she'll <laughs> love it yeah it's right um is there anything else you guys would like to talk about i mean we can uh, I, don't, I don't care it could be anything Any, anything at all that you need to talk about you're cute dude thank you i appreciate it yo uh, that new avril lavigne album kind of slaps bro jesus christ what do you guys think of Post Kelly's pretty good. What do you guys think of Post Malone? I, I like honestly Post I avoided I like Post Malone for a long time because I thought he just looked cringe, and then I listened to like a few songs. I think it's Hollywood's Bleeding. That's a really good album. Yeah, he's a very authentic human being. He's yes, been streaming yeah. a lot with like Twitch streamers. And that dude's like so good at Apex Legends. I'm like, dude, Jesus nice. Christ, he writes good music. He's fucking seems like a really nice guy. Pounds maybe too like, much Bud Light. He's like a metalhead too. Like he actually like likes metal. I think he started out like in the metal genre and then somehow got to where he is now. Well, he, from what I read, I I believe this could be correct, but I'm pretty sure he tried out for guitar for crown the empire, the band and then didn't make it. And then just said, fuck it. I'm gonna do my own thing. And now look at him. Yeah. And then like during the pandemic, he did like a Kirk or Nirvana tribute show. And that that was was fucking cool. That was so good. But Travis Barker, who just seems to be everybody's drummer. No, I really like Post Malone, actually. What about Machine Gun Kelly? Actually, Eric was the one who pointed that album to me. He's like, I know it's Machine Gun Kelly, but like, listen to the album. It's not bad. And I think for a few months, I really did like it. I was really into it for a few months. And then now when it like, comes on my shuffle, I'm like, I don't like this anymore. Well, yeah, it's not as it doesn't hold up as good as when we when I first told you about it, Brian. Yeah. And then he just put out a new record and I didn't even try it. I didn't try the new one. He seems like a unlikable person. I don't. I don't know. Honestly, I've only seen some things, but that one album like was pretty good for a few months. Take it to my downfall. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. He just he did an interview, and I hate to sound so judgy, but fuck it. He did an interview, and he was like, "Oh well, you know this this scene, you know, is dying or whatever, and like somebody needs to represent it." And so, like, that's when he started switching to this pop punk shit that he's doing or whatever you want to call it. And I'm like, fuck, dude, there's so many better bands out there. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, he's got a couple decent songs. I mean, he's got Megan Fox. So that's pretty good, I guess. Well, good for him. Is that one of his song titles? <laughs> yeah. Bro, look at Megan Fox's finger. She has weird toe thumbs. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I haven't heard that in like fucking 10 years since Transformers came out and people pointed it out. Oops. Yeah, yeah just hilarious. hit your mic while you're at it um okay well this has been fun um i think uh i don't know i'm past my bedtime <laughs> um i don't I know want, I... before we go anywhere i just i never i think somebody had told me that but now that i'm looking at it it's oh. hilarious what, her fucking <laughs> You've never seen it what yeah. is it or again her thumbs i just put megan fox thumbs and then hit images <laughs> go to that on google it's the best hold on i gotta type this out this is going off the fucking rails dude let's see megan fox. she literally has megan. fat thumbs wow i hate it holy shit well this sucks <laughs> <laughs> whoa this sucks 
dude there's like a oh my god those are creepy ass thumbs bro there's like a fucking diagram right here circling her thumbs like if you mm-hmm. what happened to megan fox's thumbs here's what we know jesus there's an article about what happened to him jeez she get him caught in a fucking toaster <laughs> <laughs> looks like someone took a hammer and said yeah i'll fix your thumbs for you girl jesus dude that's crazy there is a 2009 megan fox thumbs tribute jesus Christ. youtube video called zeitgeist megan fox thumb mystery oh my god i watch that there you go where's jennifer's okay. body everybody was all hyped over that movie when it came out i totally just changed from music to movies that movie sucked <laughs> uh i did I remember the soundtrack sucks. was good that's uh, right the soundtrack wasn't soundtrack. bad actually it wasn't no, I don't think so. I want yeah. to do an episode on that too. Best well, I have a lot of film soundtracks that I oh, best but, bands. but not scores, not scores. No, no I know. I, yeah, so the best one is uh, Matrix Reloaded. I watched you change. Is that that's, the one with Death that Tone? song's on everything. Yeah, right. I no, it was Resident it. Evil Two soundtrack. Oh, you're right. Just kidding. That song's really good. Damn it. No, a lot of the movie soundtracks that i learned bands from are like so fucking random you guys would be like what the fuck okay i think the best movie soundtrack is queen of the damned yeah it's good but it's not fucking change on that one too (laughs) i think it might actually (laughs) oh you know what i think it is oh geez we're just listing fucking soundtracks that have deftones change on it yeah (laughs) that other one uh, the horror uh, house of wax i think that's on there too jesus fuck actually i'm pretty sure it's on there let me see. Queen of the Damned soundtrack. Let's see. Let's be disappointed if it's not on there. Just lie to me and tell me it's on there. Um, we have Forsaken, written by Jonathan Davis. Oh, a lot of it's Jonathan Davis. Um, we have Cold, written by Wayne Static. Uh, Dead Cell, Papa Roach. Um, you see Papa Roach played inside like a oh my god change in the pizza. change in the house of flies written it's by on there right right Jesus yeah I knew Christ. Papa Roach played inside a fucking Shakey's pizza like the other day and there's like a vi- video of it viral yeah like that's lame you're still Papa Roach <laughs> dude isn't it weird that like the lead singer like looks like he hasn't aged a bit yeah, well, right. I'm sorry no he does look like he's aged but like mentally he hasn't. <laughs> he's got like pink mohawk going on and shit that's fucked up he's yeah. just living his best life How dare i say something i was on the prp here. looking at um at what brian's talking about and the comments were just going off with puns it was hilarious of the papa roach one of the papa roach shaky nice. thing oh is the prp a safe place now because sometimes those comment sections are like i hate to use the word but they're like so toxic for no reason i'm like jesus christ guys well, you like said it, the word toxic. What's wrong with that? I hate it. But um, sometimes I'd go on that website and like the comments are clearly like nothing but like hardcore metalheads who are like stuck in their own world. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, dude. So this one guy said, if they didn't do the cut my life into pizza, this is my plastic spork <laughs> during last resort. Hugely missed opportunity. <laughs> and then another guy was like a roach in a pizza parlor. Call the health department and have this shit shut down. <laughs> and then it went off the rails right there. And I have read a few reviews of the show. It was panned. 
Oh my uh, god! And then he says, "What a ripoff!" I heard the tickets were so expensive that only the upper crust could afford them. Oh that one god. wasn't that good. Jeez. Sounds like a total disaster. No matter how you slice it. Jesus. <laughs> he really tried to be punk, but instead they were just cheesy. <laughs> god damn. And so Dude. I should I should shoot you guys this because it's literally just two guys going back and forth. I am just, living. I am living for this right now. Yeah. Fuck the, the podcast. Place was so Don't small. I have to imagine there wasn't a mushroom to, to move around. Uh, I get it. That was not good. Yeah, it's all of across the street. All of the chain wallets were touching. Yeah, that one's not good either. That's the worst one yet. Yeah, the worst is yet to come. Really? I, fe- I fell down in the pit and I got I got my crust stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's really a stretch. Why did they play a shakies? Like, what the fuck? Do I cut this out? I don't. I don't know. No, leave it. We're talking about Papa Roach, bro. This is a music podcast, dude. Dude, finish the data. Remember, because we were fucking done. I'm I'm assuming she's never gonna listen to this. But um, Darian's like, like guilty pleasure band was Papa Roach. (laughs) Sick. Hey, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I want Infest and the one after that on vinyl, dude. Those are good records. They hold a special spot in my heart. It was just funny because she like sounded so like, um, what's the word? I don't know what to say. Like, pa- oh, passionate about like that being the band to go to for certain uh-huh. moments. I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Ryan, why don't you like Lincoln Park? Was, I remember growing up vividly, like it, like it was fucking yesterday. And I had a friend, and he would not stop playing them. And he thought they were the coolest fucking shit around. I think it was Hybrid Theory or Meteora. And I was just like, dude, this shit is not cool. This shit is fucking lame. Like, and I understand like why people love them and why they're renowned. Like, in all the respect, like it's cool, like fucking rad. But that shit was just cringe. As fuck, you should dude. listen to Meteora, dude. That shit, the lyrics are like. Fuck, man. Well, I've never honestly sat down and read the lyrics, but I would I would be open to it. Yeah, I think Meteora and Reanimation is worth your time. Reanimation, fuck. I don't I think I might have only listened to that. It's one just remix ago. versions of I thought like reimaginings. I wouldn't even call them remixes in, in um necessarily, but they're reimaginings of hybrid theory and oh. super hot take because I haven't posted it on my personal Instagram yet. But I think that I think reanimation is better than hybrid theory. Hmm. What about Transformers? Eric, Eric is, dude, it's just pushing me away, dude, with the fucking taproot links here. Yeah, that shit's dope. And then you have the guy from Stained with Crawling. I mean, he does pretty good. And then Jonathan Davis does. Oh, I hated that song, Crawling. Crawl, Yeah, but the reanimation version has, like, um, strings behind it. Like, it's it's just so much Okay, I, I do like strings, so. And then One Step Closer is with Jonathan Davis, and that one's pretty good. I mean, I have no room to ever talk about fucking music taste because I don't like fucking Linkin Park, but I like Weezer, so I have no fucking room to talk oh about. Oh my god. Dude. Although I understand they have more bad music than good, though. Who, Weezer? Oh, yeah. They just churn out music and like 60% of, 60 plus percent of their music is shit. How many records do they have? I don't fucking know too many. <laughs> <laughs> but I like them. I don't know why. I've always had like a soft spot. Oh, it. Um. Yeah. What's another band that you know is uh, widely popular, but you fucking hate? 
Oh, that's a good. That's a, that should be such an easy one for me. I'm not really like really like. Well, you already said it. Did I remember in Lincoln Park, and that's pretty high up. And if you ask me, uh, asking Alexandria, I was always fucking lame. That's another one. It's because they are fucking lame. It's because their first there? record was actually pretty decent. But on it, dude, have, Eric, have you gone back to listen to that at all? No. Oh, it sucks. What other it, bands? There's there used to be wait, so which many. records? Stand up and scream. Oh um, no. Their debut. I just feel like I those were always on, my, dude. Those were always my, my number two like bands I really didn't like though. A day to remember in Lincoln Park. Yeah. Did you know that we know Danny Warsnop personally? Nice. Can you tell him I said hi? Yeah, I'll have to yeah, call we'll her. her. Yeah, I'll have to let her know. See if she wants to be on the show for the Asking Alexandria episode. I'll, I'll be really nice. <laughs> huh? I'll be nice and I'll be like, I love them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Let's see. So asking Alexandria, Lincoln Park, if they don't remember anymore. I'm kind of curious if you have like a top five bands that you don't like now that put me on the spot. I need to think about this one. Okay, well, I'll give you time. I really don't like Metallica. I fucking don't give a shit about Slipknot. Uh Dance Gavin Dance is stupid. Slipknot, I've seen so many damn times where I never really personally got into them, but like I kind of respect them just because I've seen them fucking live. So, many oh, times. I mean, I, I respect the Metallica. Well, probably Dance Gavin once I listen to their stuff. I respect the hell out of Slipknot and Dan, or I'm sorry, Metallica, but I just can't listen to them. And then, um, Chiodos, I really hate them unless it's Brandon's album, Illuminatio. Like, that's I used to really, I used to really, really, really like Chiodos, and I think it was last year. I sat down and listened to all their album the albums again i was like i don't like these as much as i used to did you listen I used to, to the one bone palace ballet and what's the other one called all is well that ends well i used to adore those albums but now it's like yeah palace ballet is good dude oh they're good but i used to like those used to be like top tier for me those used to be like some of my absolute favorites and now they're just like good you know it's a really good band fucking edema edema's good i do what album do i have <laughs> Actually, I thought of another band that I legitimately fucking loathe. My friend Joe from work, he uh, he cannot believe how much I love Edema. Those two first records are amazing, man. Fuck the haters. Shut up, Ryan. It is. Is it the self-titled album? <laughs> yeah, that's the one I listened douche. to. How am I a douche? The second album sucks. No, it doesn't. Self-titled the only one I've heard. Wait, is the first album from Edema available to purchase right now i gotta find that on vinyl yeah i think probably. i saw it recently like sponsored it's um, probably on src vinyl I'm just making stuff up now okay i got a band do you guys have you guys ever listened to chunk no captain chunk oh yeah, yeah they suck so bad they are laughably bad to me i listened to them like back in the day and i'm like is this a fucking joke like yeah, there's remember, no way this is they're serious yeah i remember like them 303 and then like a couple other bands that have stupid names i like the hits for 303 but it's not like i want to go fucking listen to 303 it's not 2007 oh. anymore i have another band uh four years strong i d- can't say i know much about them but i know they, they have name. a couple good songs with us yeah um you know, a band that I'm like so often like hot and cold with is uh, Bring Me the Horizon. Oh, the I never liked them. That's another one I never liked ever. Well, Sympaternal is like really, really good. And then their pandemic EPs, like from like start to finish, almost flawless in my opinion. But everything else they've ever released, I think is shit. I don't know why. 
<laughs> That's a hot take right there. Is it? Well, I already never even like sent paternal, and that was like a widely like acclaimed one. And I just, I don't know. Wasn't Ollie Sykes? Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Was always cringe and lame as shit, but to each of their own. Yeah. Yeah, I like Demon Hunter. They're good. Yeah, dude. Demon Hunter's cool. I feel like I saw them once, but I don't remember. Well, Demon Hunter actually did what Eric was saying a day to remember should do. Demon Hunter had like a heavy album and then a regular album a couple years ago, I think. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Um, know. I think of Trivium, Brian. I like Trivium, but I I need to like actually sit down and dive into them more, but I respect them and I their new album was really good, but it's never a band that I actually like listen to everything and I need to because it's good. I just feel like they keep releasing albums so consistently it's hard to keep up. I think they've released like three in the last like four years. Nice. What are you looking at, Eric? The Newberry comics for the Stick to Your Guns Spectre album. Oh. Spectre. It's actually kind of cool. Yeah, the weapon's not that good, man. <laughs> Weapon is my heart or whatever. It's fine. Why do you like it so much? What? I said, I'm curious. Why do you like it so much? Edema? I just like <laughs> stick to your guns, and I don't think that it's a the song is not far off of what their normal is. Yeah. Catchy chorus, heavy vocals, breakdown, chanting, vocals. I just felt like he kept saying my heart is a weapon like so That's much. the only thing that I could say that, you know, because that's one thing about um, songs currently that's starting to hit me that like if the if the band does, if the vocalist is saying the same lyric over and over and over repeatedly, yeah, it starts to, I don't know, get to me. Yeah. Other than that, it's it's a good song. Why do you hate it so much? Well, he says it 13 times. Okay. And I just took me out of the song. I, I just, because he, um, with uh, Jesse's other band, you know, Ways of, or whatever, Ways Away, like his mm-hmm. solo shit, uh, the song Gaia or Gia um, is also the same thing where he says the same thing over and over and over again. And like, um, there is songs out there that I probably like that, you know, the vocalist, you know, says, you know, the same lines over and over again, but mm-hmm. there's something about like weapon. I just couldn't, like, it kind of took me out of the song, how much he said it. But like I was saying in our text thread, I also think vice grip from Parkway drive, like, isn't anything to freak out about, but then I saw it live and I was like, dude, Holy shit. Like it's so good live. And so like, I know weapon from stick to your guns is going to be like really good to see live because everyone's going to be singing it and it's just going to be such a good song live. So that was kind of like my look at outlook at it, but, and then more of us than them came on. I was like, Holy shit. Well, more of us than them is better. Definitely better. I would agree with you on that. Yeah. It's such a good song. And then, and then like, cause I know we were talking about like, Oh, it's kind of like, you know, stick to your gun sound and you're not wrong. But then like I put on, um, uh, better ash than dust the ep and i'm like dude i don't know they just got way better songs out there i guess which is fine you're not going to release a song and it's going to be better than all your old ones so are you keeping all of this i don't know 
Okay. Well, Brian, I want you to go purchase, unless you want that one more than any of the other ones that I bought. Are you going to get Spectre or not? Is that the stick your guns? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to. I just haven't honestly like sat down and looked because when it dropped yesterday, I was so busy at work. Well, I'd be willing to trade you one of the three that I bought if you buy the Newberry Comics because I do like that one. Although it doesn't really match the damn. The three that are on their record is it, label. Is the Newberry Comic the split one? No, that's the one on Revolver. It's half white or half black, half red. We'll There's a tricolored more. one, the white. Oh, with, the splatter. That's pretty sick. Yeah, but it's it's a clear with a white. Yeah, blob in the middle and then white splatter. White blob and a splatter. That's the one I kind of like. Okay. Unless you really want that one. Because I, I don't purchase. I don't have a preference as long as it like. I like it to match the cover, obviously. As long as it's not like stupid and like totally opposite color of the cover. Wow, the three. There's only one that's on. Pure noise records that actually matches, and I would keep that one. No, white, funny. white, and black galaxy. Gotcha. Oh man, wait, we still recording? Technically, <laughs> that's fucking lit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's end it right here in terms of the recording. So, uh, I guess I might leave all this in. Why not? That's Even the part when I ask if we're still recording. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> that is correct. We're Even weird. this part where the, he asked twice if we were still recording. Oh hey, are we still, still recording? recording? <laughs> oh my god! Even this part where we're still recording. Uh, yeah. So thank you for listening to the Core Collective podcast. If you made it this far, if you did, uh, let me know, and I'll send you like a five dollar gift card because I'll be shocked <laughs> if anyone does. Um, I'm your host, Ryan. We'll see you next time. We haven't specified which band we'll be talking about next, but I think it'll be fun if it's who I think it is. Uh, thank you, Eric, my co-host, Eric. Yeah, I'm, I'm the co-host over here, Eric. So thank you guys for listening. I uh, appreciate you. And, and Brian, uh, Ryan Confessional. Brian, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to add or tell the people where they can find you? Check out my page, another vinyl page. I don't know how long I've been doing it. Probably five, seven years. I don't know. Go check it out. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, you know, thank you for being here, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.